Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Uh, so my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the producer and editor of the Is It Transphobic podcast. I use she, her pronouns, and today I'm being joined by... My name is Ian Field Stewart, and I use they, them, their pronouns. And? And my name is Paula J. Gonzalez, and I use she pronouns. Well, now, uh, Paolo, we asked you out here specifically for this episode uh, because you are a what I would call a professional wrestler. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> is is there another term that you would use for that, or is it uh, or is professional wrestler accurate? It's it's professional wrestler, even in the indies, even though I don't get paid like a lot of money. Even if you get paid like five dollars, and you know you go home after the show, that's. <laughs> That's still considered professional. Besides, it's it's just a, the terminology, and it's just to make a, a distinction between uh, college wrestling and you know, because there's nothing like professional real wrestling, although that's debatable. Because there was one point in time that they had like real pro wrestling going on in TV, but it's it's professional wrestling is the term used to describe what I do in the in the wrestling ring. Regardless if it's in for WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor or any of the major companies. Cool. I was also wondering. Um, oh, there's so many questions I have. Uh, I'll start with sort of what what brought you to this, like what, like, and how, and how, uh, how much of your time is devoted to wrestling? Right now, I devote I devote my like, I will say, all the all the time thinking about wrestling. Um, it's it's a commitment. It's not something that you wake up one day and say, like, "Hey, I'm going to do this today." You know, you, you have to commit to it because um, training takes time, and uh, and being in the business is it, something that that you continue doing. And then it's not only being in the ring, but also like working out in the gym, getting uh, uh, in good physical condition to be able to to do things that normal human beings cannot do. Um, so it's so it's a life uh, lifelong commitment to to get in the business. At the same time, how did I get into this? That's that's a great question. Hmm. Um, this is back in like nineteen mid nineties. Like um, I used to be bullied by kids in school. So like part of me felt I was like you know dejected by by my peers in in, in high school. So. Somehow ended up finding out about professional wrestling in secret because my dad never let me watch professional wrestling when I was younger. I just found it one time. I stayed like late up uh, Saturday night watching wrestling, and then it's like, oh, this is so cool! I could learn to fight and like beat the crap out of like the people that are bullying me. And uh, so I finished high school and then uh, went to college, and that was still there. I wanted to get into the wrestling ring, you know, create a persona that nobody's going to mess up with me ever again. Uh, the problem was, like, uh, in Puerto Rico, the promotions were, like, hidden. Like, you couldn't find them anywhere. So, I didn't know how I was going to make it happen. And then, uh, fast forward to 1998, I just finished an internship with the EPA in New Jersey. And, uh, the 
that year was when wrestling was becoming very, very, very extremely popular. And like, to the point that that year they did a special on NBC called Exposed Pro Wrestling Greatest Secret. <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, watch mm-hmm. it because it's really interesting. And even though that documentary exposed the, bu- the business of uh, wrestling as it is, it didn't, stop people, business, yeah. it didn't stop mm-hmm. people from continuing uh, get, being interested in wrestling. And to the point, it actually made people like me that were thinking about getting in the business more interested to getting into it. So I go, I finish uh, my internship and uh, I go back to Puerto Rico and I'm driving to college because I had to finish one more semester in college. And it uh, seems like my luck changed because I saw a wrestling show on, on the side of the road. It was an independent company in Puerto Rico. And I stopped there. I asked the person, hey, do you guys train here? And he told me, yeah, uh, we train here. Uh, you can come on Tuesday. So I began traveling from like my college uh to the training place. It was about an hour away, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. So I was driving back and forth just to get the training to be able to get in the ring. And my trainer, <clears throat> I knew him because he was on TV. He used to work for Carlos Colon Promotion in Puerto Rico. He was a he was a jobber, but to to be working for Carlos Colon Promotion, you has you have to be good at what you do. Because they, they would not book. They're very difficult to get bookings uh, down there in Puerto Rico. Now, you mentioned the word jobber. Can you just uh, define for our audience as well as for uh, those who might not know what a jobber is? <laughs> the jobber is a term. And the, and this comes back from like back in the, the mid-90s when they have the Louis. They have the big guys, the, 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 the main roster. And then they have the guys that you didn't know who they were. And it was just a way for them to get in the ring and showcase what the person... Um, or the wrestler that is uh, the, the the main event wrestler can do in the ring, and their job was only sell, 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 take the finish, and make the other guy look like he's a monster, pretty much. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's the term jobber. Because and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong too, because you wouldn't like let's say you're you're of Hulk Hogan caliber or something. If you're going to go into an independent event or something, and they say, "Hey, you're going to lose," well, you're not going to do that as Hulk Hogan. Why would Hulk Hogan lose? Hulk Hogan's not going to lose. No. Yeah. So yeah. you know you're you're just like Barry Barry Bostwick, and so Barry Bostwick goes in the ring and gets beat up, so that that way the the Hulk Hogan type person can still. Uh, come out and be his character. And, yeah. Correct? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's it's come because in wrestling we don't call it. Uh, we call it when you wrestle, we're working, we're workers. Pretty much, we work a match. And when you say doing the job, means that you are pretty much like losing the match. Um, I did the job for that person, or I job to that person. So. Hmm. You're pretty much doing a job. It's like any other job. Your boss tells you to lose, you lose. Your boss tells you that you're going to win today, you're going to win. And I know I may get in trouble for saying this, but like you know, the business already exposed. You know, like mm. it's 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 very difficult to go back to what it was. Mm. So, can you talk about what it was? Well, there's the illusion that in certain places they want to keep still the illusion that professional wrestling is real that and by real i mean because honestly like this is debatable when you use the term real because when you see somebody getting thrown in the ring it's real it's happening in front of your eyes it's going to hurt 
we train not to not to hurt ourselves when we're taking doing the the, the moves and all that kind of stuff. But by real, I mean that people think that the characters and the people that are wrestling, they are who they say they are all the time. So if you're a heel and you say, I hate you, people are going to believe you on that. <coughs> Places like in Puerto Rico, that's a big deal because um, people still think that the good guys are the good guys, the bad guys are always the bad guys, um, even though that is not the case. <laughs> um, but they... they but they believe it so much that they think it's actually true. And that's why you try to keep the illusion of like, okay, you are a face. You never try to get in contact in pool. You are going to keep your distance, you know. Um, if you're a heel, you're going to stay away from the other person, you know. And you're going to treat the fans miserable whenever you see them. So that's what I mean by by real. The, the, it, before it was very protected. You didn't know what was going on. Now Nowadays, almost... Everybody have an idea of like what's going on, hmm. but it's like watching a movie. How it's how it's how it is more fun to watch a movie knowing that hmm. I know what's happening in the movie and that there are actors, or just suspend your belief and just watching what's going on. Hmm. Um, I'm particularly interested in hearing if you're if you're able or willing to talk about this about sort of it 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 seems that uh, you know. The, like wrestling is made into this like hyper masculinized sport I guess you could I don't know if that's fair to say but that's always kind of been my identification with it and so I don't want to put anything on it that I don't I don't belong to that community so I'm just but that's always kind of how I've seen it so I'm very interested in hearing kind of how how your own definition of womanhood was shaped by this space hmm that's that's a good question because yes you're right I think that wrestling to an extent is like very hyper masculine sport like but it's it's only probably in the mainstream uh, in the United States I will say and and depends on which promotion you look at it too because when you look at WWE yes it's very hyper masculine uh, masculine sport not only that when you look at the women that they hired to work the matches it's kind of like a way of it, it's what guys would like to see what average guys would like to see on TV. Not, not because they, they, they probably have some talent, maybe. Uh, I'm not saying that they don't have a talent. I'm saying that um, when you look at other countries, like, to, for example, Mexico, the women that get into a sport, they are very diverse. They, they don't look like the ones that you see on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so, yeah, I do think that's, that's something that... that that is in, in wrestling, and you cannot possibly need, d- deny it because it's just it's just in there. Sorry, try not to fiddle with the microphone because I hear it. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So, um, where was I? <laughs> I Sorry. Guess. Yeah. Um, you you were talking about um how outside of the U.S., specifically outside of WWE, uh, you see a, a lot more diversity in. Uh, the the types of women that get involved and the types of women yeah. that get pushes in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like I, I don't know if you are aware of uh, Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucha Underground, they have uh, two titles that uh, actually were given to women in their companies. Like one of them, Sexy Star, she won the the main championship of the company, and then there were there was uh, another female wrestler and. Like, can't remember her name at this point, but she won with uh, Total Guy. She won the Trios Championship. Was it Ivelisse? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Ivalice. And, um, you know, like, that's something way away from, like, the norm, because usually, like, no many promotions are going to do that kind of, uh, mm. that kind of stuff, give the title to the woman, you know. Um, even WWE will never let a woman compete against men, you know. Mm. It's, 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 they like to keep it, like, PG, and uh, they don't. Want, they will not do that. I mm. don't think they will. They don't want to do that. True. In the past, they did it. And back in when, uh, back in the mid '90s, when there was Attitude Era, they were doing that all the time. Uh, where you have the woman wrestlemen like Lita, China, um, Beth Phoenix at one point too. Uh, but then that changed. You you rarely seen that. And if you see a mixed tag team, they have to tag out, and the, you can have a member of the other gender rest than the other the other one because they, they they want mm. to keep it that way and from what i've come to understand and again uh this might not be 100 percent the the only reason but uh with wwe because they do want to keep that pg rating on television uh they do this they do that idea that uh you can't have a you can't see a man hitting a woman uh, because if that happens, they will lose their PG rating, and it'll be PG-13 according mm-hmm. to broadcasting standards. Hmm. So that's, uh, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't aware of that, but that's that's interesting that that is because of the law. Mm-hmm. That's and and again, that might just be uh, you know that's just like one of the theories that I've heard. I, I think that that's it makes the most sense though, because when you think about like violent products because it's it's a violent it product yeah it is like, wrestling is violent yeah or it has violent in it you know violence mm-hmm. in it so um but 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 yeah i think i i think i agree with you on that so it it, it does make sense that that might be the, the the reason as to why they were they will uh try to prevent that from happening you know mm. otherwise they will have to change their marketability of their product um hold on just one second see. no problem Let's see if. Hello, testing. Hello, testing. Microphone's difficulty. Nope. Okay. It's all good. I just wanted to. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, no, no. I heard something. Are you hearing something in yours? Uh, not really. Okay. I just hear the crying when you yeah. increase the volume, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, another just kind of on that, on that point, uh, at New York Comic Con this year, I got to interview a number of members of Lucha Underground, as well as, uh, two of the producers of it, oh, cool. and one of the things that they said, uh, when they, because I asked them all about the, the gender stuff, because it is very interesting, it's the only promotion that I've seen on television where they regularly have, uh, cis men and cis women at this moment. Uh, that's all that they all have on their roster that we know of, but uh, it's the only one that I've seen. Ooh, ooh. And that's because you haven't watched the Spanish Tire on cable. Because okay. I used to have, to have the Spanish Tire on cable, and I used to get AAA. Like, mm-hmm. Lucha Underground is nothing new to me. I know, like, mm. some of the people that are competing in Lucha Underground, I used to watch them back in uh, 2007, 2008 on, on AAA. So if you... Ha- I used to watch the Spanish Tire. Mm-hmm. So... And this is in Mexico, which is may not be. Uh, I'm from Puerto Rico, hmm. and here's my disclaimer: what I'm going to say, I I apologize if it, if it offends people. Like, but my culture, that's no culture, has something called machismo, hmm. which is where where men 
are manly. They have this, this necessity of being manly, and any, being any feminine, you know, it's it's or showcasing things that are considered feminine as a man. It's not you can get in trouble for that and mm-hmm. chastised by other men. Um, not only that, because of the machismo. It's very hardly to see that a man will dare to arrest a woman. However, that is not the case. You look at Mexico for in AAA, and they do this thing called the uh, a trio, where they have a midget, a woman, and a man, and they are wrestling against each other. It's the most craziest tag team wrestling action that you can possibly see, mm. and it happens in Mexico, which again different from um, what United States will show on TV. And they show that in there. Not only that, the women down there, they are big, they are strong. I have two, two of my favorites are Fabi Apache and, and Mari Apache. And they don't look at all as the women that are in WWE. Um, and they have the matches where they have ended up like uh, bleeding. Like, really, you will, see that. <laughs> you will never see that in WWE. You will never see a woman come like bleeding profusely. Mm. Um, so, yeah, those, those are things that actually are very different from like mains uh the main promotion WWE. Mm. Um so I I'm not surprised that that that, that they will tell you mm. about um men and women wrestling and they'll be totally okay with that because that's been happening for a while. Like mm. as far as I'm aware of like Mexican wrestling I think that's been happening. So mm. I, was, uh, I saw a video that you had posted a while back responding to a controversy with Fallon Fox, I think. Mm. Oh my, yes. <laughs> I was just yes, wondering... that was a long time ago. <laughs> but I was wondering if you could speak to that and sort of what how the landscape has changed since uh, her that since that time. <sighs> See, I, I, I've been following Fallon Fox, but I'm, I, I'm not sure how that changed in terms of like UFC and wrestling is totally different and you cannot compare both things because professional wrestling even though in some cases like New York State pro wrestling is regulated by the New York State Athletic Commission which is totally completely in my opinion ridiculous but New York State won their money so that's why they regulate it um, but mixed martial arts it's a legit sport so they may have their own issues and their own religions that they that they want to keep professional wrestling is like eh. mm-hmm. we just have rules <laughs> for kayfabe pretty much you know to to mm-hmm. to make the matches look legit you know mm-hmm. but being transgender shouldn't be an issue in professional wrestling you know uh we do intergender matches so why there should be an issue having a transgender wrestler wrestling woman or a man you know mm. and uh kayfabe for those that are listening again uh it's a word that we we tend to use in the in wrestling communities i'm not a wrestler myself but just as a fan you have uh, heard it because uh, yeah. maybe when you go to conventions like kayfabe there's uh there's somebody coming kayfabe you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh kayfabe is essentially the the idea that uh what you're seeing is a is do you want to do you want to tackle it or do you want me to you, try you and follow work it, right through it? it? Okay, I'll correct you if I'm um, wrong. It is the idea of kayfabe is the idea that uh, what you are seeing is real t- in in wrestling terms, as opposed to reality outside of wrestling. 
It is the laws that exist. Stone Cold Steve Austin is that guy. Um, the Undertaker is a zombie. Until he becomes a biker. And then he dies again and becomes a zombie again. That is real in wrestling. And maintaining that reality is kayfabe. Yeah, you good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. Yeah. Pre- pretty mm-hmm. much, it's a way of like we use it when we want to protect the business. Like where, when when we're interacting with fans or we see fans nearby, then you know we kind of like say the word to remind the other person, hey, be in character. There, there, there's people that are here that are going to be looking at you. So mm. you know. Yeah, but yeah, you, you you said it okay. I I have no problem with that definition. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, cool, cool. So. Uh, my uh, another question that I have is, I it's more like I I kind of know the answer to this, but I just kind of want it to be said to the audience. Um, pro wrestling can hurt, right? Like this, yeah, this can pro hurt. wrestling can hurt. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Don't try this at home. Yeah, uh, don't think that because uh, you see people doing it and they they seem to be doing okay that they are not getting injured because honestly you can't get hurt you can't even get hurt in the wrestling ring and there's been accident there's been people that died most recently um el hijo de perro aguayo he died uh in an event in mexico uh when he was wrestling for mysterio uh injuries are real they can happen i can't I, i can go through a list of injuries so like things that i've injured in my body um but the main one was my, my ankle. I broke my ankle, uh, taking a back body drop, and I had to had surgery and have two screws inserted in my ankle to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it happened during a match. And, uh, and I have injured my ribs, too. I have injured my shoulder. I injured, I sprained my ankle one time, and I ended up con- I continued wrestling. Um, so, yeah, there are multitude of injuries that you can be exposed of. Um, as I said, don't try this at home. Find a, uh, if you are going to get in the business, find a very good school to train, and uh, just try to pro- watch for each other if you are in the in in the business, you know, because uh, getting in your suck. And the person that you are wrestling and the person that you are that 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 is wrestling with you, they have uh, they should have the same responsibility. You you watch, you protect each other. Uh, don't try to do something that you haven't practiced before. It's it's not a good idea, in my opinion. Um, you can get injured, or you can injure the other person. So um, that that's just my take. So yeah, it, even though what you see is uh, on TV all the time, it's happened, and you think that 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 can be done. No, it's it's not something easy. You 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 train for that. You practice a lot. Uh, don't even attempt to do it at uh, in at home. It's mm. it's, it's not advisable. So uh, we should start wrapping up. I want to give Ian one more question before we go, uh, and we start covering Gold Dust specifically. But since we are moving into Gold Dust, since we are going to be talking about Gold You're Dust specifically, wrong. so wrong. Am I? What isn't it? Ah. Gold Dust. <laughs> oh, you are absolutely right. I am saying <clears throat> it wrong. That is part of the name. It's written in the name. Um, oh. Since we are going to be talking about. Oh, podcast listeners, I wish you could see Ian's face. Um, But since we're we're going to be tackling... We're going to be tackling this wrestler in particular. Is there anything that, uh, as a 
wrestler yourself, is there anything that you think would be helpful for Ian to know who is not into wrestling? Uh, like, what what are some things that you think might be helpful for Ian to understand? Hmm. Well, um, wrestling is like stage combat. It's like theater. You have good versus evil. Doesn't matter where you go, it's going to be the same thing. Good versus evil. Mm. Um, and think of it this way. There's no script, but the matches have the script. And if you fall, you're going to know the certain things. It's, called we, it's what we wrestling call, called a, a story. In the ring, you try to do moves to tell a story. You, mm. Although that's available, depends on the matches that you're doing and... and and, and each of the companies, they, they may have their own unique style. Like, for example, if you watch WWE and watch NXT, you are going to notice the difference very quickly. You know who's the good guy and you know who's the bad guy. In other promotions, maybe it's not that clear, that difference of uh, character of who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. Um, in the end, it all wrap up. There's no other way but to fight, to wrestle, to solve this conflict between good and evil. And... That's why you probably can enjoy wrestling more by knowing that it's it's stage combat. It's it's a way of telling a story of good versus evil, and not only that, the characters. If you notice, like WWE back, and 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 I don't know anymore because when I when you look at the characters today, they are more being just themselves. You know, AJ Styles, AJ Styles. But like back in the day, uh, you had ca- big characters like. Um, I mean, the mental Goldos was one of them, and they were based on, on stereotypes, pretty much. As much as I don't want to use the word, but they were based on stereotypes. You know, Eddie Guerrero did a stereotype of the two. Um, uh, Triple H, when he arrived to WWE, he was doing the stereotype, the stereotype of the rich bastard that has everything and thinks that you are, you don't, you you are not good enough because you have no money. Uh, you had Shawn Michaels, who was a sexy boy, you know, and characters like that. You know, you you have characters larger than life, and most of them were based on stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you based it on stereotype because it was a way of selling people identify easier with like hey, identify with with this character. You know, I'm going to cheer for him, or I hate this character. Um, not anymore. That has changed over time, and now it's like totally completely different. Uh, they try to put more emphasis into ring ability, but the way that they still work the matches hasn't changed that much. You can still know who's the who's the heel, who's the face, um, easily. Mm. And when I use heel and face, his uh, heel is the antagonist or the bad guy. Face is a good guy that that everybody loves. You know, usually the way that they did this back back in the day, or like. If you're a, you're a heel, you you are not very good looking. As a face, you are very pretty looking, and people will like you because you are pretty and you are beautiful. Mm. But uh, what? So, yeah. um, is there any flexibility within those roles, or is it kind of like like you said, like that character remains throughout? It, it there is flexibility, honestly. Like you, you could try to be a tw- uh, what we call in wrestling a tweener, which is a Steve Austin was a tweener, mm-hmm. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, because. Some people hate him. Some people love him. You know. So I mean, he gave a stunner to Santa Claus. Yeah. He gave a stunner to Santa Claus. Yeah. Who attacks Santa? How can you cheer for people who attack Santa Claus? That that that, that is sad. Santa Claus. Yeah. You know. 
Uh, but yeah, that, like there's some flexibility, but still, you, you know, the 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 concept will stay the same. I personally, I love the heels. I love the bad guys. <laughs> I've been a wrestler my whole life. I've been a heel. I've been doing everything I can to win. And by everything I can, it means that I'm going to break the rules of the of wrestling in order to try to win. There were there were air quotes around those rules, by the way. Yeah, I can't, I'm not supposed to punch anybody. I am not supposed to choke anybody. I am not supposed to hurt pull anybody. I am not supposed to use my whips. Your whips, you say? Yes, <laughs> my whips. And you do all those things. Yes, I do all those things. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Do you have? Is there a character name for you, or and what is your character? Right now, I and 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 I don't know if uh, if actually you want to pull out a video or something, so she, maybe she can. I've see. I've, I've seen I've you, seen you it. have seen them. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. So yeah, my my character name is uh, I go by PJ Gonzalez, the Whip Mistress, because yes, I do have whips. I bring them mm-hmm. to the ring with me. Um, I start. I started practicing with bullwhips, learning how to crack them. I do stones with a bullwhip too, so um, I decided to incorporate that into my character, um, which we'll see how it works. Uh, I got a big tryout coming up on uh, this coming uh, Saturday. I I was gonna say I don't know if you can I don't know if you can announce that but yeah like uh I can't announce it why not I mean okay uh, yeah who who are you people uh, are going to find for? out every uh, yeah. eventually you know yeah who who are you auditioning for I'm going for a tryout with uh, Woman of Honor mm-hmm. uh, which is a division of Ring of Honor uh, on Saturday uh, March 18. I and to be honest it's, it's crazy because I I put my application I wasn't expecting to be accepted and. I got accepted mm. to the tryout, so we'll see what happens, you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm bringing my whip mistress character in there. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm going heel. Yeah. I'm going to be heel. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be a face. I. I, I can be a mm. face. I don't want to be a face. Mm. I mean, if determined to work as a face, I will do it. But I, at the same time, I, no, no, no. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to work as a as a face. I was going to say, I know you, you posted a couple of like, oh, should I do this one? Should I do this one on Facebook? And it was just like, I was really hoping you were going for Whip Mistress because it was like, no, that one's like good. Yeah. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I decided to, to keep the Whip Mistress because it's also the one, the one character that I have been trying and has been working the times that I have done it. Um, so I, I'm not going to change it because I already have tested it. So yeah, I am not going to change it. Awesome. At the same time, it's like I've been doing, I've been in wrestling since uh, since 1999. So being a heel for me is, comes easily. Most of the time, I've been working as a heel. I don't work as a face. I'm not. I'm not one of the good guys in the ring. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, Well-behaved I'm, women rarely make history. <laughs> That's true. I have. Well, it's true. That's all I can do. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna start talking specifically about the bizarre one. <laughs> uh, but before we do, can you uh, uh, let the people listening know where they can find you on the internet? Sure if you want thing. Them to. If uh, you are using Twitter, you can find me at PJ Gonzalez thirty nine. You can also find me on YouTube, uh, youtubecom user Peter J. Gonzalez 30. Awesome. 
Ian? Uh, you can find me at my website, www.ianfieldstewart.com, and on Instagram, at the free activist. Part. Class. <laughs> Lovely, I know. <clears throat> And you can find me, as always, at uh, my website, AshleyLaurenRogers.com, or if you're on Twitter, at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, the number four. Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.